If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This is The Boop Show, episode 291. It's June 8th, 2021. Grant. back to the uh, boop show everybody or uh, maybe you're here for the first time if you are welcome to what is uh, basically a good hour or so of us talking about the indie scene video games that aren't triple a stuff made by small teams and and so on that sort of thing i'm scott johnson with uh, uh, brian dunaway who's also here hello brian oh hi scott and don't be confused just because it's small don't mean it's not effective size is not everything. Or wait, you would be what? amazed at the number of indie games that eventually make developers into triple A developers. Oh yeah, for sure. Look at those guys over at uh, Supergiant Games with the with the Hades success. Man, they're they're yeah. they're on the verge of being something way more than just an indie team. So, right now, see me and me and Scott kind of grew up during the whole big indie zine craze back during the 90s so we're all about seeing some indie stuff kind of come up and be part of the culture i'm i'm all about that yeah baby i like the indies you, did you publish zines back in the day scott no i had my i know own. you have a newsletter now but i had a, i used to have kind of a newsletter thing but it wasn't really a zine it was more like right my comics i would draw things and then print it and give it indie, to my indie comics was amazing when people started printing their own little indie comics yeah. and handing them out yeah. That was an amazing time. It was a cool time. This, it was a cool time. This is an amazing time now. Let me tell you now, if you don't recognize it, yeah. this is an amazing time. Yeah, welcome Indie to King the amazing time that is now. And the Boop Show is here to talk about it. Uh, for example, just a quick note, uh, my gaming time this week is spent uh, mostly with indie games, which we'll talk about here soon. But also I played a little bit of that new e- uh, ESO expansion, and it's uh, all about the companions ESO. in there. Yeah, you go get some companions and they fight with you. And you can uh, dress them up, like dress them up like dolls. And uh, they, wow, wait, 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 what kind of companions did you get? So I got, there's two available right now. This lady and this dude, the lady's a, a wood elf. The lady dude. Yeah, right. she's a wood elf. And then the dude is a like a healer or human guy. Um, but you can spec them any way you want and create, the, create like a tank person. So if you want to stand back and fire your spells and they have to get up close to the sword and the shield, great, you can do that. If you want to have, what them, if you want to turn them into a train person, like Thomas the train person? That won't work. It doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. Not okay. Just just tanks then. No. Yeah, no. Just trains. tanks. And then you uh, were messing around with a demo, or you ran a, a test on that demio. I keep saying demo. Demio thing. On <laughs> this the is Oculus what. This Quest. is hilarious because okay, so this weekend uh, we're going to be playing demio, which is a Oculus Quest VR game. I guess it's other places too, but that's where we're going to be playing it. Uh, me, Brian Ibbett, uh, Nicole Spagnolo, and Steven Slyker, and as well as a special MC, Scott Johnson, this yeah. weekend. I would be playing uh, it, weekend. but this stopped working. Right. This yeah, right here. Broke. This broke. 
And I don't know what happened. Somebody dropped it, I think. Well, you can tell as I'm handling it with such well, care. I was about to say, it probably was you, the way you're handling it. <laughs> Even if you're listening to the podcast, you probably can hear Scott jangling <laughs> that thing around. Yeah. But this, this Saturday, uh, the, the June, 9th, June to 12th, uh, uh, Scott Johnson and I and the rest of the crew are going to get together and we're going to fight some Alzheimer's, right? You know what we're yeah, doing? Yeah, beating the Alzheimer's fighting down, some, baby. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to Brian Ibbett bringing us all together. We're going to be fighting some Alzheimer's and we're going to be playing Demio. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a role-playing uh, board game in VR. Yeah, in VR. And, in uh, VR. Yep, that's right. All I all I have to do, though, is uh, switch around video and watch you guys play, which kind of sucks. I was really looking forward to doing it, but I'm glad we got four of you. And if anything, it'll be nice to have uh, me there to do a little switchy switch. So it'll all work out. It's Saturday. I, I think it'll be great because you'll be you'll be able to talk to the chat room. You'll be able to do some switchy switch, all that good stuff. It's going to be a really good time. It's kind of like uh, a little tabletop gaming in the VR world. Well, it's literally exactly what that. it is. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not even kind of like that. I think it is 100% that. So check it out this yeah. weekend, 7 p.m. Mountain Time at frogpants.tv. All right, time for us to do a little bit of indie news this week. I don't know if you guys saw it, but the... Uh, Gorilla, sorry, the Gorilla Collective Showcase happened. I saw it. Yeah. And if you're like, wait a minute, Gorilla, what's that mean? Uh, the opposite of <laughs> not Gorilla video game making. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're not talking about actual gorillas, okay? We're not talking about that. Right. We're not, we're not talking about, you know, rebels in the... We're uh, talking about a ragtag group of people getting in there and just really, you know, being a gorilla about it. That's right. Uh, it's not Microsoft, not Square, not Ubisoft, none of these. Mm-mm. Okay, no Indie Sony. games, baby. Although Sony's not even going to E3, which is a little bit weird. But uh, this yeah. is the first big blast of what we can expect upcoming from the Guerrilla Collective, which is a ton of indie games and developers all sort of coming together to do a little PR uh, for themselves and for each other. And that showcase happened. Um, it's in its second year, by the way, and it's pretty cool because this whole entire effort is designed to shine a light on independent games that are coming, which are so many now, it is kind of hard to get noticed, harder than it used to be. And so this is a great way for that stuff to happen. We thought it'd be fun to talk about some of the ones that jumped out at us. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, the number one thing I hear from indie developers who I communicate with about Mm. these games, the number one thing for them is before the game comes out, Put it on your Steam wish list, Epic wish list, whatever wish list you can. That seems to get them the most momentum and notice. So simply adding it to your wish list will keep you up to date on it, let you know if there's any sales, and most importantly, it'll help the developer. Damn straight. So let's talk about this one game first here. It's called Anno Mutanium. Now you nailed it. Anno Mutanium. Mutanium. Anyway. You hear the you hear the Anno part and you think, oh, Anno, uh, this is one of the Ubisoft city builders? No, nothing no. to do with that. Zero. Uh, it's a cyberpunk inspired action RPG with delicious pixel art and a mixture oh, of 2D and 3D perspectives. Combat looks smooth as butter. A little bit reminiscent of something like Forgone or maybe oh. Dead Cells. A little bit of that. Uh, yeah, it looks cool and uh, definitely on my on my radar. Oh, it's funny we have. Yeah, four. If, if Cyberpunk disappointed you, uh, 2077, this looks like it's going to be a much more pixelated good time. Maybe. Yeah, it does. Maybe expectations will be a little bit different. Maybe the bugs will be less. Uh, right, coming out this year. Yeah, uh, I, I'm really digging the uh, the pixel art style. Um, it's really buttery smooth. 
Yeah, it looks really think, nice. Uh, developer is Thinking Stars. Yeah. And that is a non... Oh, no. A no? How do you say it? Anno. Mutationum. <laughs> Check it's out a, the show notes. You know what, what I'm going to say? I'm going to say it's a bad name. I'll just go ahead and put it out there. I'm just going to say... I don't think it's a bad name. I just don't think I can pronounce it. And uh, that's I think it's a, bad for me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it's a bad name. <laughs> Uh, all right, then we got the Eternal <laughs> Cylinder, a 3D survival game. The cashew is a creature that looks like Dr. Moreau, bread, an elephant, and a duck. And uh, that sounds awful. Well, then maybe you'll hate this game. I don't know, but it looks really right. cool to me. Uh, some unreal kind of looks business. like uh, It kind of looks like where we were wanting to go with Spore, but not that in-depth. It looks more like No Man's Sky to me. It looks like you got this No Man's Sky world with these alien creatures that evolve over time yep. as you play. Yep. And there's some trippy uh, environmental stuff going on, some crazy creatures. Right now stuff. we're looking at Cubert. Yeah, what the frick is this thing? This thing on the wheels. Little, oh, man. I like it. He's a little Cubert dude. Yeah, this looks really rad. For those just listening, listening, you may want to look this one up. It's uh, right. the Eternal Cylinder. Eternal Cylinder. Um, you get you, you get you you start out as a character, this this basic, and uh, you, you perform tasks. You try to survive, and as you survive, you upgrade and as you upgrade, you get better, you know, armor. Maybe you'll get a little tougher skin as you go along. Yeah. Uh, maybe you'll start developing some special skills to navigate the world around you. Yeah. Survival game. Well, uh, that one looks pretty good. The uh, next one on our list is Tri Fox. This is a chop down twin stick action game. A chop down. Chop down. You know, chop down. Yeah. <laughs> Top I got down it. is what I meant. Chop down. <laughs> um, you can uh, you can play a mage, an engineer, a whole bunch of classes. I assume this will work well with a controller because it needs to. Right, uh, there's actually three classes. I played a demo. There's a demo on this TriFox. Oh, is this already out as a demo? I didn't know that. That's cool. It's out as a demo. It's not. It's, it's still be to be announced on its release, but it's a pretty solid demo. I think they're probably just adding content because everything worked very smooth. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of. Uh, it looks kind of like the world kind of looks like a team fortress kind of world, but you're more top down. Yeah. And uh, I, I just really, I really dug what was going on. I was an engineer and man uh, fighting the hordes of crabs and different creatures that just suddenly start, you know, just getting in a line to come kick your trash. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. They're out there to kill you, man. So look for yeah. TriFox. That looks pretty good. Do a twin stick action game. They don't talk much in here about the, uh, you know, built-in progression or any of that. I'm sure that'll come out as uh, we get yeah, closer. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get too far in that because I was, like I said, I was just doing uh, the demo. So, but yeah, I did get to play the engineer a little bit, and I like the controls. It was it was pretty smooth. Well, if you didn't get enough of uh, of that, how about this game called Ruby? Oh, we're missing the AK one. Hold on, I don't see the yeah the, the AK Zoltol. X O L O T L. How do you say the the Zoltol part? I've uh, I've heard people say it different ways, but I've always said Zoltol. I don't know. This is not in our list for some reason for video. But anyway, Ak Zoltol. Oh really? Yeah, My it's, bad. Not, it's not in there. It's okay. Um, another top down twin six uh, shooter game in which you play as an irresistibly cute creature. Oh, uh, in this it's called an Ak Zoltol. Yeah, AK, AK is is because you you got AKs. Okay, so it's the top down. I mean, what was that game we played that was like Animal Royale? That was the game. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of reminds me of Animal Royale, but not nearly, uh, not nearly that. It's more focused on the dual stick shooter part than the battle royale. I think you can play up to it's gonna be like four players or something like that. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Anyway, top down. You're these different little animals. You're picking up AKs as you kill the other animals. You pick up the their weapons and you keep progressing. In that oh, manner. this looks like it's that juicy, fun... uh, juicy realm I have. There's a game I have yeah, called Juicy, juicy realm. realm. 
I think that's it. Nuclear Throne, maybe, kind of a little maybe bit. Maybe a but little bit, yeah. Yeah. Totally that vibe. Uh, but I played looks- the demo on this, too. By the way, a lot of these games have demos. Yeah, it comes this out is in 2021. St- it's on Steam Pretty right solid now. so far. Yeah. I, I, I did a couple of rounds of this. Had it's, a lot of fun. It looks good. I would play this game. This is, um, this is my jam. It definitely looks like a roguelike of some sort. Let's see. Yeah, it looks it, like. I, I think it's a co-op, but I'm not sure if it's got any roguelike elements to it. I mean, don't I think, they all now? It feels like I. Well, just I mean, yeah, you kind of do because it's dual stick shooter, so you die and you have to kind of start over again. So I guess you could kind of define it as that, but I don't think I won't get too hung up on that. All right, fair enough. Let's talk about this Ruby business. Uh, yeah. What you got here is this game called Ruby: The Wayward Mirror. It's a side-scrolling platformer that smacks of 80s influences and synth music. Mm. Uh, mm. Once again, kind of anime-looking girl, but the animation looks amazing. And uh, Man, they're really going far with like pixel animation these days. This stuff looks real nice. It's, it looks really good. And guess what? <gasps> I didn't play the demo of this. But, <laughs> wow. no, wait a minute. Maybe I did. I can't remember now. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, I did play this. So we you got did? some Metroidvania things going on, right? Oh, yeah, for in sure. In this game, if yeah. I remember correctly. Very Metroidvania. And, uh, yep. Yes. But the most, um, yeah, like like you were saying, the thing, that, the thing that gets you is right away, the visual of the animation. So, you know, they got their their fighting stance and the and the character is just dancing about. Yeah. And it's just really fun uh, yeah, to watch. Yeah, it looks watch. real smooth. It's it looks like the kind of animation you could have never pulled off in the era that this is trying to duplicate. So. Uh, right. I love when they do that. Like, oh, here's a game that was that's like the Genesis, but there's no way the Genesis could have done that. <laughs> um, after that, we got something called Moroi. Moroi. Uh, looks like scary. Moroi. Uh, technically a top-down action shooter, but it's a horror game. Horror? Right. And this is actually, if I understood it correctly, this is actually a reimagining or uh, of an old PC game. Oh. It's one of those those creepy looking uh, puzzle games. Very creepy. Okay, I mean, is but it I think actually it's actually scary. They, they had a. Pe- it seems, what's that now? It seems point and clicky. Like I'm just. Sort it of- is very point and clicky. You're just on rail solving puzzles, but the idea is just to have this real atmospheric creepiness to it. Okay. Oh, here he is, dual stick shooting. Boy, a lot of sticking, a lot of sticks, a lot of yeah. two stick shooting shit in these uh, games. This lineup. Which I'm totally fine with, by the way. I'm a big fan. Ooh, he's putting a mace in his hand. That's no good. Yeah, yeah I don't want that. We've been thinking of the wrong one. Maybe this is a different one. I saw a lot of indie games this weekend. Well, this one's pretty scary looking. I'm not going to... That one's pretty scary, too. Yeah. Yeah, that looked pretty scary. All right. Uh, next up, uh, we got Source of Madness. Side-scrolling, roguelike, oozing, Lovecraftian vibes, it says here. Uh, yeah. This is also probably a little scary, right? <laughs> Can you handle any more scary stuff? I mean, I can. I sure. If it's not first person or or like third person, like up down in the dirt, I'm fine. I can do that. No, that's not true. Because Little Nightmares Two just about made me die. So I take it all back. Yeah, I don't want anything scary. Yeah, and this is a side scroller too, kind of like that Little Nightmares. Yeah, thing. It looks nice. Uh, Yeah, you're trying to get to the moon. Right in the words there, going to the moon. It is okay. And this is a very. uh, This is a very. Uh, you know, a, a, a really look how look how cool that looks. Though. Yeah, that, that is some really cool, cool animation. You call it? Uh, I'd call this eldritch horror. Sort oh, of, yeah, that's spot on. Yeah, because look at this stuff. It's like something uh, like a Cthulhu business going on. For it's sure. very Cthulhu. We got some very Lovecraftian stuff going on. Yeah, look at all the lighting effects. That looks rad. That game looks really neat. I'd be into yeah. that. I'll play that. Uh, Source of Madness. Look for that one. Side scrolling to a place Lovecraftian rogue like. 
Oozing. Uh, here's one. Industria. I like this name. Uh, right. Industria is a first-person shooter. I like inspired. this name because I can say it and people will know how to spell it there instantly. There you have it. Exactly. Uh, this is uh, inspired by Bioshock, they say, Half-Life 2, and the works of David Lynch. So I'm sure we'll see a thing about a guy on a, on a uh, lawnmower that goes a long way across the country. Uh, anyway, it's in a parallel dimension accessed via East Berlin near the end of the Cold War, and you fight a bunch of robots. So I'm seeing German weaponry in this. I'm always yes. down for some German guns. I think German guns are cool. Uh, and the art style, and, and it looks like the visual style almost feels like like Half Life. I mean, it's oh yeah, totally. Or, Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about this is like Bioshock, Half-Life, that style of storytelling in a first person shooter there. This is just oozing that. Boy, the lighting effects are freaky. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Slightly scary. These robots. I don't know if I like them. I don't know if I care for them. Oh yeah. That's the, the hell, the hell hounds, the, the hounds that will hound you. Yeah. Cause that's what hell hounds do. They hound you like hell. It's like, get Uh, off me. Next up we have Chernobyl blood. Sorry. Chernobylite. 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 Yeah, like Chernobyl, but with light. But with light at the end. Yeah, well, light like light like a like a diet. L-I-T-E. Yeah, like you're gone, like you're you're getting the diet coke, basically. Right. Uh it's a sci-fi uh, horror game currently in early access. Comes out in July uh this year, finally, and is uh a, like a walking nightmare nightmare, sort of a um Yeah. Remember Metro? I, I, I read up on this. It reminds me of like the um, what you call it? what was the game you said? Met- Metro. It reminds me of Metro. Yeah. Sorta. It's more like the what, what's the one where you're um, you're walking? Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Dear Esther. Did you play that? You played Dear Esther. Oh yeah, yeah. Dear Esther. Kind of a more like a you're witnessing shit go down instead of oh, like interacting right. very much in it. That's my vibe yeah. from the trailer. But. Yeah, you, you might be right because it's got flea, ex- flea, free exploration, disturbing locations with challenging combat. Hmm. Oh, there is. I remember there being right. a lot of combat, so maybe it is a little more. I I, I wish it had flea out. Like you just said, there flea was in this, but he's, he's yeah, flea. That's what you need when this game looks like. I all need to be fleeing right now. As yeah. a matter of fact, that looks scary. I, go, this looks like something that's got holy crap. Just that thing coming at the guy. Yeah, I know. I think he's I know. got a plank in his head. Yeah, I know. He's got a plank in his head. That's Scott. right, head plank. I've been there. Been there before. Ooh, and I like this uh, this full motion video cutscenes they have going on too. That's yeah, it seems cool. cool. That lady looks a lot like what's her name in Resident Evil, and I'm I, she can bite me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of getting a Resident Evil vibe a little bit. Yeah, out of that slightly. Not, yeah. Chernobylite looks like some kind of oh no, the, the Chernobyl stuff has made us all zombies kind of thing going on. <laughs> uh, hard rock, fast paced action, three D combat, anime as hell art. Yeah, that's right. Ultra Age. Ooh. Ooh. Ultra Age. It's the age of Ultron. No, that's not it. Uh, this no, that's is, not uh, right. Anime hack and slashy looking. Um, if I had to compare it to anything, it's like uh, Devil May Cry kind of combat. That exactly what I was going to say is the Devil yeah. May Cry. It's a DMC. Yeah. Looks nice, though. Um, looks very <laughs> run pretty. Run DMC. That's that's run Devil May Cry. Right. Um, yeah. It looks, um, it looks, you know, anime hack and slash to me. And that's right. fine. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Hard rock, they said. Looks pretty. Wow. It does look pretty. Look at him hitting the, the ass of that donkey or whatever he's That's why I loved about Devil May Cry. <laughs> I always felt like it was just such a beautiful game. Oh, yeah. Visually. It's just, oh, yeah. Oh. Devil May Cry is cool, man. Gorgeous. Oh, this robot is rad. Okay. That is a, yeah. I'll play that. that On the radar. Right. Ultra Age, everyone. Ultra Age. Whoops. I just put my display to sleep. Hold on. <laughs> Damn it. 
I hate when I do that. All right, we're back. We don't need anything to be seen. No. Um, All right. Now, here's the one I'm excited about. The El Paso Elsewhere. Hold on, your screen. Oh, that is that is funky. I am flashing yeah, like I am like an this, alien. This I feel like happens. I am like there's going to be a xenomorph behind me any second now. This happens when I do pop up a thing. Hold on, this is the coolest. I like it. Don't get rid of it. I think we should oh, keep it. Hold on, son of a bu- son of a bucket. Just a second, son of a bucket. Look right, at that. Go For those who can't see what's going on, I am like if you remember the scene like near the end of <sighs> Aliens when Ripley is trying to. Hide from the xenomorph. And you have alien. 10 minutes to minimum yeah. safe distance. Yeah. yeah. Thing. Uh, displays. Hold on. I'll fix this. I fix it. I fix it. I, I fix it. No, I fix seriously. It. No, I really do. I fix it. Okay. Did I fix it? No. I don't know. I still see no. my. Fl- oh, I'm j- oh, there I am. I there I am. It. I fixed it. It's fixed. Everyone calm down. Perfect. Look at you. Yeah. Scott everybody nailed everybody it. just calm down. I fixed it. That's my favorite indie game of all. Is that Watching game? Scott I'll never want to play screen. that game again. That game sucked. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, we El got Paso El- Elsewhere. Yeah, tell me about El Paso Elsewhere. What's this game all about? Hey, man, you remember how remember how crappy the the PS what was it the PS2 Matrix uh, game looked? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that was way cool, right? Uh, no. Well, here's it's some bad. here's some here's some El Paso elsewhere. Uh, fight werewolves and vampires in a reality shifting motel. Dive through barricades to escape the grasp of evil puppets. So there's like some slow mo guns. Yeah, and they're aiming that. for uh, clearly aiming for a sort of PS one era look to this. Uh, Absolutely, it would assume, so seem. It's like they took the Valheim engine and said, "Let's keep this going." And it also it looks a lot like. Um, this Max is a Payne? Max Payne ripoff, yeah. Absolutely, Max Payne. I, that's what I thought too. I was like, "Oh, this is very much a Max Payne." The way you where you dive into to shots and things, definitely going to get those uh, comparisons. So, yeah, third could, person love letter to classic shooters. I could play that. El Paso, elsewhere. <laughs> when they Looking say classic shooters, they literally mean one in particular right. called Max Payne. Now, this is not coming out until 2022, but they went ahead and announced it. So it makes me feel there may be like some, you know, maybe later in the year, there may be some early access stuff. Uh, what is that to see? But it's coming from Strange Scaffold. Nice. Uh, then we got they, Elderland. They did the uh, airport for aliens yeah, currently run by dogs. Exactly did you play that right. one? Uh, no, I never did. Yeah. Uh, Elderland well, is see. coming too. It's a, lo- uh, sorry, it's a medieval uh, looking cool side scroller action game and uh, eh, more Lovecraftian stuff. Uh, maybe some more horror yeah. stuff. Yeah, that seems to be the the du jour at the moment. A lot of people messing around in this, in this, uh, I don't know, in that weird in this world. It's a good place genre. too. This one's going to be, it's, a, it's supposed to be more story driven action RPG. That, that interests me. I'm just curious how deep mm-hmm. that's going to be. Skill based combat. Yeah. Well, I can't do that. That means I'm going to have some. Uh, I'm going to have some Metroidvania motions, right? No. No. Dark Souls. It's going to play like Dark Souls. Yeah. That's yeah. What you're Dark get. Souls. I'll bet you money that thing plays just like a Dark Souls game with the 2D yeah. and the whatnot. Yep. Which is fine. Uh, then we've got Run, Die, Run Again. I've been hearing about this a lot. Uh, this one's a lot of a lot of pre buzz on this particular game. Cyberpunk parkour game currently in early development looks like it's exactly the sort of thing that would appease fans of Ghost Runner. Um, sorta. Uh, go, I played Ghost Runner. This looks yeah. more like this looks more like um, Mirror. What it feels more like Mirror, which is a parkour game, right? What, not Mirror. No, what was that called? No, maybe that is it. What's the? Oh no, Mirror. Mirror something. Mm-mm. Something mirror, 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 mirror on the wall. Mirror, mirror. Help me, chat. It was a, it was an EA game. Mirror, 
Mira Mirror's Edge. That's it. Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge. Yeah, that's why. I th- yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. I did. Yeah, I didn't say the full name. You're right. Mirror's Edge. I'm sorry. Very Mirror's Edge. Uh, yes. And that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. You're in a cyberpunk future. You're kind of robot hand McGillicuddy here. And uh, you're you're leaping from place to place and watching obstacles and dying a lot. In yeah. fact, you know, but, it kind of reminds me of, though, yeah. both those games remind me of that old school MDK. And this one is actually going with the RDRA is is how you'd reference it. So run, die, run again is going to be too difficult. So they've got, you know, they got that little parentheses there. RDRA. Yep. That seems all right. Yeah. Then you've got uh, Knights Never Yield. Uh, aerial yeah. Knights Never Yield. Aerial Knights Never Yield. This yeah. is the first. This was uh, This was one of the. Primary okay, so during the Gorilla Collective at the, at the start of the show, they just went down some general upcoming indie games, ran some trailers through, and then the second half of the show, they were celebrating Black Voices in gaming. Yeah, uh, and so they they spent a lot of time with all these actively developing games uh, by Black Voices yeah. in gaming. Right, and this first one was the one they talked about uh, that introduced to us: the Aerial Knights Never Yield. Uh, Neil Jones. This looks Who's, awesome. Uh, working on this. And it does look very cool. Yeah. It looks like an endless runner thing with a lot of parkour elements, side scrolly mostly. Right. Some story. Uh, dude running from the man. I can't tell. Got some, is that some cyber? You got some cyborg action going on there. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah. A little bit of that. You got, uh, well, I think he was wearing a mask. I think that's what that was. Okay. Well, oh, I'm in his leg. Oh, maybe his leg's a robot leg. That's right. a good point. I missed that. Um, it looked neat, though. Uh, lots of but, speed. There's no slowing down right. in that game. That looks like you better run or you're you're gonna die. <laughs> but do check out Gorilla Collective. That's G U E R R I L L A Collective. Yep. And uh, kind of take a look at that. You can also hit uh, YouTube. I think IGN was uh, kind of involved with these guys as well. I don't know. if I can't say that. Anyway, a lot of the games they covered also was covered on IGN's uh, Summer of Gaming. So if you look for the hashtag Summer of Gaming, you'll find a lot of reference to both of the Gorilla Collective. I would, yeah. I suggest watching the whole, the whole feed. It's all yeah. on YouTube. Uh, you can totally go back and watch all the trailer announcements, and then catch the second half, which is amazing too, with the Black Voices in gaming. A lot of games that are being developed, probably like it's probably they probably cover like ten or fifteen oh, that's really awesome. good in depth interviews with the developers. That's cool. Talking about the state of uh, everything going on there. Well, this is, I liked it. This is I enjoyed uh, it. These are the games we we spend our time in. So, if you are a Boop fan, you probably heard something in there that you like. So, go check those out and let us know what you think. <laughs> Talk about our games this week. Now, I'm cheating a little, a little bit of cheaty cheat. Um, I'm not really going to review two games, but I kind of am. And the reason it's easy to do is because they both are sprung from the same sub genre. And the games I'm going to talk about today, I got at the same time and compared at the same time. And it's good that I did because they're very similar, at least on the surface. And that's Tainted Grail. That's better Taint, than... Tainted Grill? Yeah, that's better than grilled, like you, grilled taint. Yeah, you need to scrub your grill some if you... Yeah, you don't want any taint on there. Right. Uh, tainted Gross. Grail or like Holy Grail, you know, that's that, that kind okay. of... Okay. Tainted oh. Grail. And the other game is For the Warp or FTW. No, uh, not, so not for the win, but no. for the warp. For the warp. Um, I'm sure they're playing, you know, they're having some fun there. <laughs> right. Uh, for sure. But uh, for, or sorry, Tainted Grail is a game that has been in early access for a long time. I had my eye on it. I have uh, early accessed it forever ago. And it finally came out. Both of these games are 
coming at the deck builder slay the spire style game that everybody seems to be making, but they're coming at it from very different directions. Uh, Tainted Grail is a very dark fantasy, self-serious sort of RPG hybrid thing that has RPG elements. Uh, it also has uh, deck building, of course, like I mentioned, and some roguelike stuff where, you know, stop or die and start again sort of things are in there. Um, actually, a lot because it's hard. Uh, but anyway, uh, the maps always change, so there's never the same run twice. Um, the one thing that sets it apart are the graphics. My gosh, it's really, really nice. Like, really high-fidelity looking models and characters. Like, you are just ultimately fighting with cards, but the presentation is, like, fully rendered, you know, beautifully animated, textured-looking character fights. And so you're not just... It reminds me of, like, a Diablo game or something. It's just kind of up and above Mm. the shoulder sort of view. And you can rotate around and do all sorts of stuff with your camera. But at the end of the day, you're just sort of like, I'm going to grab this card and I'm going to use it. And one of them might be an attack card. This Um, might be a defense card. Uh, There's a bunch of other modifier cards. Also, the creature that you're fighting or creatures um, may have. guy's a lot bigger than you. Oh, yeah, he's way bigger. And he's he's just a tutorial guy, so you're meant to lose to him. Um, But uh, sometimes there's groups, so you got to do area of effect stuff. Um, Again, think Slay the Spire or games like that, but just with a big coat of paint like just a beautifully you know beautifully rendered world there's quests there's rpg elements there's a ton of classes to open up and use right now you or when you start you just start with kind of the warrior type guy um name him whatever you want it's got a story is this, a, is this heavily arthurian oh yeah uh, oh yeah yeah the concept so it, is well world. i should i should let me back that up the concept is you were on your way to to the avalon avalon right and you lived, but you're in a world that's not too weird or anything. Mm. And then you enter that world and it turns out to be super weird. And in fact, oh. they call it the weird. Um, I, I like this recent trend of taking the Arthurian lore mm-hmm. in this darker direction. I mean, there's, there's already some darker stuff in it, but I feel like people have really got away from the romanticizing of it and yeah. really gotten into the... I, th- I think what's yes. happening, I mean, the way that this is treated, it's almost like you ate a bunch of bad mushrooms and now, you, now you're in a fantasy world kind of, but you're, <laughs> that's not the story, but that's how I imagine it. Um, it's, a, it's, you know, a gritty, grimy, uh, you know, very serious sort of RPG with a dark fantasy take, and, it, and I think it's very cool. Um, the deeper you go, the more of this town you unlock, and that town lets you uh, unlock abilities and, and special stuff that help you throughout these matches and that sort of thing. This guy's going really slow because it's the tutorial, but... Um, Eventually, uh, uh, when you go out into the talk, world, sorry, go ahead. We need to talk about that one day. What we need to talk about the games that get tutorial pacing right and games that make me want to quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some that do a better job than others for sure. Right, but I don't want to get too far into that today. But I would like right. to talk about that one day. We I would say this one's pretty good. Um, but it's right. a, but it's a decent cop topic for another day. Uh, it is uh, very cool. There's a lot of mechanics I haven't mentioned um, because the core stuff is there. As I as I've you know put out, you unlock better weapons and better cards. You upgrade those cards. There's mechanics for all of that sort of stuff. Trying to get to a boss, beat that boss. Um, in the meantime, there's plenty of hard stuff to do out in the world. And there's this whole mechanic where you're kind of blind in the world. Everything's kind of fuzzy. You're in the weird mm-hmm. W R or W Y R D. And okay. in the weird, stuff's all fuzzy and hard to see. And then so when you run into an encounter. You're not exactly sure who you're running into, but eventually you can get abilities that will help you know that more. 
Um, then when you do the fight itself, this weird thing clears up and you just fight like you're seeing on screen right here. Um, it gets hairy. And if I had any bad things to say about it, I'd say it, it's just hard. <laughs> right. Like there's parts of it so, that are really yeah, hard. So the Tainted Grail Conquest yeah. is more difficult than yeah. you thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, I thought it would be. Uh, well, right. I don't know if I thought it would be. Does I, it make your taint sweat? No, my taint is good. My taint is ice cold. Ice cold taint. Okay. Um, I think the, the gameplay is super addicting, really deep. I think it has a really great meshing of those three genres I mentioned. It has really good like uh, control over your dude while you're running in third person around the, the world, which is weird for a card game. Um, right. Really nice graphics. That's, a I think, maybe the biggest selling point of this thing. And I'm playing it on PC. I don't know if it's coming anywhere else. It just exited... Uh, Game pa- or uh, sorry, uh, early access. So it just hit its 1.0. If I had a con, like I said, it's hard at first. You die a lot, but they also tell you this a lot, like throughout the story and throughout the tutorial and throughout all of it. They're like, "You're gonna die a lot. Get used to it. You're gonna die." You know, like they they want you to know that that's normal. Um, yeah, yeah. So that you don't get discouraged or whatever. And that's I think actually a good thing because you know you never know what a game like this. You know how often are you supposed to die there's a real tight balance there about difficulty there really and i actually and actually appreciate that when they when they tell me the you know the difficulty to, to for my expectations right yeah same here i so. wish more games would tell me that because i feel like i've played a lot of indie games of the past year mm. that have started out so easy it's like Ugh, i don't even want to play this anymore it's just too freaking easy but yeah. then you know like three levels later it's like the most difficult game i've ever played in my life i'm yeah. like what happened that definitely happens um this guy by the way just beat this creature that slowly over the fight glows brighter and brighter until by the end he explodes and you want to try to kill oh, him before awesome. they do that because it's bad oh man i died two yeah, three times he's, of those he's guys. just little chunks now he's just little oh he's, yeah everywhere. he's just chunks and then there you know there's loot and there's you know specs and perks and all the schmear that you, i'm not that you seeing need. i'm not seeing any mana cost i'm seeing like some things what is what is our you have a mana cost um it's what do they call it they call it a mana I forget what it is, but you do have, I don't, I can't remember, but you do have a, a system of like, you can play at first anyway, like three cards or, you know, it's like, it's like right. that. You have like three mana or okay. whatever. Um, and then once you've spent that, you got to end your turn. And then there's cards that modify that and they might mean, or might, you might get a perk that says, oh, start a new game and start with one extra uh, power point or whatever right. they're calling them. Uh, PowerPoint. It's not a PowerPoint. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, it's red and I like it. Now I'm going to flip right back over to this other thing. So you're done with tainted grail conquest. Well, sort of, but I want to, I want to, I want to discuss these in tandem because they deserve to be. Um, it's interesting because one's Arthurian fantasy and this other one looks like a space thing. It's totally is. Uh, so for the warp is a space thing and it's not only just a space thing, but it's let this like cool 16 bit engine to it. It is straight up a deck builder. They're 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 slaying the spire, the hell out of the spire in this thing. So hmm. basically, uh, you're in this 2D world. You're on a grid overworld thing, and as you travel on that overworld, uh, you got to avoid obstacles. You can't really see stuff yet. You might have an encounter, so you run into that. Have to fight a ship, but you always have a goal to get to this warp core thing and then move on to the next area. And it is really by the books in terms of what you're playing, like. You move, you do an encounter, you got a bunch of cards, you're playing the best you can, you hope you kill the guy, you move on to the next one. It's really nothing more than that. Um, the cards are fine, and there's plenty of you know there's plenty of mechanics here to have fun. I think maybe long term it doesn't have the legs that something like the Tainted Game does. 
Hmm. But um, it has it has but something it has an going for it. Rem- name to remember, though. Right. And here, this yeah. will give you an idea tonally of how different these games are. So I'm going to play a little stuff from this Tainted Grail. It's the beginning of that game. So listen to this. King Arthur promised us safety on these shores. Instead, we found stormy seas, rocks like shark teeth, and treacherous mists. Those few who managed to land will be set by hunger, cold, and nightmares born of weirdness. Of weirdness. You had to get Kit Harrington on there. I know, That's it sounds like good. him, right? It's pretty good. So there's that. Now listen to for the for the warp. game as a contrast is just saying hey what if you just sat down and used a bunch of cards and just mindlessly did this and i'm here to tell you i think there's a place for both of these games even in the same gamer's heart because the 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 tainted grail is a game where you're going to want to spend a bunch of time with story and characterization and blah 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 like all the rpg stuff and it's all great but it's a commitment okay this other thing is so perfect for the warp is so perfect for just sitting down and going, I'm going to kill 15 minutes and play a damn deck builder. Right. And I'm just going to have fun doing it. And there's no pressure. And I'm just playing this thing. It's easier than the other game. For example, there aren't a bunch yeah. of rules to remember. You're not trying to level up a guy. You're just playing the game. <laughs> They're not constantly telling you this is going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prepare yourself. Yeah, exactly. There's none of that. Oh, Arthur lied to us about the weird. It's none of that. <laughs> It's just pew, pew, let's go. Like, it's just a fight and let's go. So uh, pros on this second game, I'd say, yeah, simple and straightforward combat. It's not too crazy. Yeah. Awesome retro look and sound. I think this would be perfect on tablets and phones. I hope it ends up there. It's currently in early yeah. access, so there's still time to, you know, yeah. uh, do whatever. It's on Steam right now is where I got it. Uh, 14, or no, uh, 14 bucks for FTW. Tainted, by the way, 20 is what you're going to pay for that. 20, 20. Uh, the cons, it's a little simplified and it can feel repetitive after a while. But again, I'm, I guess the point of this game is not complexity. It's just get in, play, have fun, get out, you know? And I think yeah, there's so I much room that. for that in games. So I, I wanted to sing its praises at the same time. So there you have it. These two fantastic deck builders couldn't be more different from each other, but I feel like scratch itches on both ends of a spectrum for Absolutely. some gamers. So I wanted to recommend them both. Go check them out. That, again, is Tainted grail tainted grail tainted grail and for the warp all right brian uh we're now going to dive into a little game called insurmountable boy i I sure hope it was mountable after a while for you no no i still had trouble mounting it the whole time insurmountable it is just released on april the 29th and I got a Steam game code from Bite Rockers Games to give it a try. Cool. What is it? Well, you get to play of one of three types of mountaineers. You can either be an, uh, a scientist or a journalist or just someone who's looking for a little bit of action. Adventurer. That's who I picked. Okay. I wanted to be an adventurer. Uh-huh. Anywho, story goes, a mysterious island with mountains pops up and you have either, according to which character you pick, a quest to perform. Now, this procedurally generated mountain yeah. with strategy hexes all over it, <laughs> where you have to 
choose and point and click to which hex you're going to next yeah. to navigate to summits, three of which there are, is oh, a very looks, addicting game. This looks awesome. This I would play is this. an amazing I'm a, game. I'm I this. love it. And there's yeah. going to be plenty of people out there who's going to hate it. Absolutely. Because of his simplicity and repetitiveness. Oh, it is repetitive. What, what's re- uh, what's repetitive about it? What would you because sometimes repetition is good. It's what we want, right? Absolutely. It, that's that's what that was. My that's my argument is it is repetitive, but in a good way. Mm. So these that the, you you're strategizing as a mountain climber how yeah. to get to a summit and uh like i said there's a story here but it's not really all that important what you're just trying to do is you're trying to survive with the limited resources you have some of those resources are things like sanity uh health um heat like warmth oxygen and energy so you gotta balance all those things. This sounds just like, like a sounds real like FTL. Mountain. Is this FTL but with a dude in a mountain? Do you know what I mean? FT remember it, FTL? It, yeah, but it's not it's not that it's it's not that. I would compare it more to a almost like a tabletop. I could see it as being a tabletop game almost. Mm. Because you you encounter based on this randomly generated uh path that you have, these routes that you have, uh you have events that you hit along the way mm-hmm. and those events can change uh your resources and outcomes that's what i'm saying about it that's what i mean is by it sounds like ftl because you've got this you've got this finite set of resources and then right. you are going through a procedurally generated space and then right. you get to a thing and then you you're might, winning me over with your theory but i hear you yeah do you know what i'm saying like i'm totally getting that yeah. vibe i don't know why but i am it's weird i can totally see that yeah. i can see that vibe yeah. i can see that yeah I it at first I was like, oh man, what did I agree to? A mountain climbing game? Mm. This is gonna be stupid. <laughs> and yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Now I've heard other people complain, like I said, that it's repetitive. Yes, when you hit these events, they're gonna be like repeated a lot. Okay. So you know, you've hit the Oregon Trail, right? Sure. Oh, that's you also what that this happens. reminds me of. But also, FTL is kind of Oregon Trail, so we're going full right. circle here. Yeah. Right. There's a limited number of uh, strange dysentery events that are going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. This is how it goes. And you're going to pull that card occasionally. So that just happens. Now, the people I've heard complain most are the people who are trying to make it to the summit. That's usually their primary goal. They're like, how fast can I get to the summit? How fast can I do it? And they'll pick the shortest path and get there as quickly as possible. That's not the way. How come? Uh, I mean, the reviews are good. Who's saying they don't like it? Who's the button? Not the a lot. The, the people who do complain about it. Oh, okay. There's not yeah. a lot of people that complain about it, yeah. but the people who do complain about it are really angry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I believe you. I you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's no, like, I get you. I get you. Yeah. So, but it seems like mostly it's mostly positive reviews. So I just want to, I just wanted like, I just wanted to steer anybody from complaining that I can't believe Brian talked me into playing this boring ass game mm. because it's not. <laughs> it's a, it's a climbing game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really gets you into the mood. I mean, you really got to pay attention to your resources, your health resources, because yeah. that's what mountain climbing really is. I yeah. mean, you have you know. a very finite amount of things you can take with you. You've got a very finite things of uh, that you can that you can handle exposure to. Yeah, there is there is a place where you get at six thousand feet. It's the death zone. No, oh, I don't want to die. Oh, no. But guess what? Mm. This game is all about permadeath, right? Yeah. So, yeah. You're going to lose. You're going to gain and level up as you go along. You have to hit three summits in this mountain area 
to reach your final goal. Story never really progresses. It's just, you know, you're you're pretty much got one basic idea. Like if you're the if you're the scientist, you're trying to prove some kind of you know, some kind of energy that is being it's higher at that summit peak than it is other places. And it's like, it's, Ooh, interesting. I'm a scientist, but really the point is to try to manage your resources and get to the top. Interesting. And, uh, it seems like an interesting and, take on that, on survival and roguelikeness and that I, I, I'm, even if it's not perfectly executed, I applaud right. their effort to do something different. You know, it's very chill, yeah. but you have to force yourself to go slow or you will pay the price and well, permadeath. The iron price. So oh boy. each each of these hex tiles, they have different, uh, you know, they have different heights. So some of them are taller than others. So you have to take into consideration the weather. Yeah. Every time you click on one of these hex tiles, yeah. there's a there's a whole bunch of information. Each one of those tiles may have like loose stone. They may be in an area that is colder than you're prepared to go to. They may be, you know, there's there's eerie things going on that'll mess with your uh, your sanity. Uh, so every time you choose to climb up another little area, you have to look. You can't just click and go, okay, I've got to get to the summit quickly as possible. Game session times last anywhere between, usually I would die if I was just trying to hurry through mm-hmm. within about 30 minutes. But I found that I could make it to most all the way through the runs in about an hour and a half, two hours most times. I and like that so everything's what happens a, is when you get I like that everything's a freaking uh hexagon. <laughs> I think that's great. I love it. It is it is such a strategy game. It is absolutely a strategy game. Now, I made the mistake the first time I played. I went straight to this first summit because I was thinking goal is to get to the summit. So I you you take your little mouse, you you scroll up, you hit the top little button there, the little top little hex and you just take that path. And you're like, "I'll just go straight on till morning." And uh, of course, I died pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh so you have to look around and get resources. Those events that I was discussing earlier, some mm-hmm. things are like uh, you can have like a cave event where you can uh, take a nap, but do it in the warmth. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not warm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You got to balance, balance that. Sure. You may run into some other animals. Maybe some of those animals have some herbs. Is you can a, make a, a trade. You take a nap like get this. A, Hold on. Take a nap like this. I'm taking a nap. You want to take a nap? <laughs> I'm taking a nap here. Okay, take a nap right there then. All right, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> so you can totally take a nap. Might get eaten by a bear. Okay. Might get dysentery. Who knows? Really? You can get dysentery but, uh, on this trip? No. You oh, man. Get dysentery. No, but you can You can not die from a bunch of... I, I always... You get these buffs and debuffs along the way as you go. You can, uh, like, twist my ankle. That's a really common thing to happen, especially if you're trying to go further than your energy will allow. The greater... The more tired you are, the greater the chance is that you'll hit a uh, a tile and twist your ankle yeah. if the conditions are right. So you have to look at everything. You have to look at your complete picture to do that. As you go along, you can collect resources and put them in your pack. You got you got room for like a, a couple of tents. Tents are good because especially when you get uh, in a cold area, uh, you'll you'll need that to keep your warmth. If you don't have it, you have to sleep outside in a sleeping bag, and that sucks. Yeah, that does suck. Some, I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll lose some heat there. I want Maybe a tent on my. I want a, a tent on my hexagon. Is what I want. Right. Yeah. You can find oxygen masks as you go along. You find plenty of dead bodies. I mean, there's all kinds of dead bodies, and you get to search the dead bodies. Sometimes you'd recover something from dead bodies. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you got to take a chance to during an event to uh, jump jump a chasm. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it don't. 
all based on your fitness at the time. Yeah. As you go along, you do level up. So each thing that you do, you get experience points for. Nice. So uh, you once you do that, once you level up to a certain point, you can add some buffs to your character. Maybe you're a little better mountain climber now. It's I like mean, okay, uh, I'll take yeah, I'll take better mountain climbing level one. And you for can my, uh, and you do that between runs, right? So you've got some permanent upgrades that then you know you take on your next run. Permanent as long as you don't die. Once you die, uh, all bets are off. Do you lose uh, everything? You There's no nothing that carries forward, or no? Permadeath, permadeath, man. Just straight <laughs> permadeath. Wow. Straight permadeath. Everything's gone. Yeah. But you upgrade as you go along. That first summit, you get pretty excited to get to the top of this first summit, and then you realize. You know, it's no big deal. It's like, I'm almost out of auction, but no big deal. I made it to the summit. I won the game. Eh, wrong. You got to climb back down the mountain, which means you have to get out of the death zone and get back to a safe place. You'll recover part of your health uh, and you'll get the chance to rest. And you'll keep all the upgrades you had as long as you don't die. Oh, then you I have see. to hit the second summit. I gotcha. Okay. And once you once you get back down to the, to the base camp, you may take on a permanent uh, debuff. Like, you may like, oh, now I've... Now I'm really shook up or something. Yeah. And that affects everything going forward. So every time you take a step, you got to be very careful because that first step when you're starting the game yeah. may be that little thing that ends up killing you an hour and a half later. So, hmm. yeah, like he's got frostbite right now. Yeah, look and at those so hands. Oh, my gosh. You get, right. And when when that happens, you get to make some choices. It'll, it'll it's, Usually we get some choices like, oh, do you want to – uh, try slapping and rub your hands together, or do you just want to uh, keep moving as quick as possible? No, you and stick so them in. You, you stick them in nature's pocket. <laughs> that's right. Actually, what they do is they say well, you want to put. I think. I think you put you put them under your armpits. I think is what you're. <laughs> really do. great. That's yeah. awesome. And and that kind of works. Uh, but like I said, yeah. this is a real chill experience until it's not. It's yeah. a real chill <laughs> uh, strategy when you're below the death zone. And you're and you're making your plans, and you're like you're like walking around and trying to hit all these events so that you can collect stuff like tea that'll keep you warm. It'll increase your heat, or maybe find some beans so you can fart your way all the way to the top. <laughs> Insurmountable. Tea and you beans, baby. All, mm. Right, you can fart all the way to the top. That's pretty good. But, uh, here's some sound. <laughs> I got some some uh, launch audio. Give for me some it. sound. Yeah, let's check this out here. Where is it? All this is very repetitive, but it's very oh, I like it. chill. I like it already. Reminds me of Age of Empires. That kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, lo, lo. Oh, lo, lo. Yeah. Oh, lo, lo. Here's where it gets intense. Oh, the heart's oh, heart beating. Oh, no, oh. I freaking... Ah, I'm on, a, I'm on a hexagon without food. What now? Says the guy. That seems all right. I like I like that. That seems pretty good. Yeah. I mean, um, if you yeah, if you just chill out and you just go, okay, I'm just gonna play. And none of these runs are very long. I mean, like a 30 minute run easily. Just get into it and go. Oh, that's how you die. Even if you get to the third summit, which is difficult, by the way, the difficulty level really ratchets up. The more dings you take along the way, mm-hmm. you won't believe how impossibly hard. It gets. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, that's a is lot. Is this what mountain? But but that's the idea, right? Mm-hmm. Mountain climbers are doing an almost impossible feat. Yeah, for humans, which nobody wants. We all want but possible. Feet. We put it in a game. I loved it. I did. I like this game a lot. But yeah, events can be repetitive, so that's a con. Uh, and it, the the difficulty curve really ramps up on that second and third summit. 
permadeath. If that bothers you, then don't get, play this game. I'm going to give this game yeah. insurmountable a random uh, eight random events out of ten frostbitten pinky toes. Nice, perfect. Yeah. What? Do, how about your genitals? Are they ever in any danger? Your genitals? I I have not come across an event that has made that happen. Now I have found myself with the heartbeat and everything going on clenching my legs a little too hard <laughs> and then my genitals go numb yeah but, your own genitals you know, are numb yeah i got gotcha. you yeah i feel you twenty dollars on steam right now it came out april 29th like i said it's not bad insurmountable check it out not bad at all all right well there's that now ladies and gentlemen time for this it's a me <laughs> time to play guess our game we play a game of yesteryear and we try to guess each other's games and today why it's no different. Um, I'm going to start and play a clip from a game that's actually newish. No. Well, I mean, relatively speaking, 2013. Okay. 2013. Okay. You okay with that, Brian? The okay. Early, early part of the last generation of consoles and uh, not really that long ago, but long ago enough, I think, where we can count it. So let's see if you can figure it out. And the audience, you can play too, but don't tell Brian. Don't look at the chat. All right, here we go. Are you going to just sit there? As compared to what? Standing? Not standing. Rowing. Rowing? Hadn't planned on it. So you expect me to show What's the this? burden? No. But I do expect you to do all the rowing. And why is that? Coming here was your idea. My idea? I made it very clear that I don't believe in the exercise. The rowing? No. Imagine that's wonderful exercise. Then it what? Is, yeah. The entire thought experiment. They just what, keep what year was it again? How much longer? 2013. One goes into experiment. The new this definitely has like a. This is how all the Bioshock games start, right? Because they're always traveling between. Hmm. Interesting. Are you on the right track? Hmm. Maybe. But it doesn't. It's not the first one because the first one you start out underwater, right? Mm-hmm. So this has got to be. But it sounds like. Is this like a Bioshock? No, that's later, isn't it? I don't know. You tell yeah, me. Yeah, Bioshock Infinite was about that time. That's is the that, one. Is it right? That's it. You got it. Is nice it? job. Bioshock Infinite. Yes. You're in the rowboat. You're making your way to the lighthouse. Those two are yimmer yamming. It's a fantastic. God, I, I started that stupid run like 20 times. Dude, Infinite. I don't know why so I had good. so much trouble starting that game. You should play. I played that game too. It's full finished mode, DLC and everything. I love that game. Love it. You played all the way through? Oh, yeah. I think the furthest I ever made it was about. It's probably about halfway through. When I fought my first robot, uh, George Washington, I was in. I was in. Yes. There's yes. just no stopping me at that point. I was just like, whatever. I got to see the rest of this weird-ass game. Um, yeah. Ending notwithstanding. All right. I'm going to play your uh Mine your is 2007. Oh, that's a long time ago. I wonder what mine could be about. Let's find out. It's running. This is um, this is Team Fortress two two yes. on the orange yes. box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know why it took so long for me to get that. It wasn't until that voice is like, the other team has our flag or whatever. Like, yeah, she's such a pisser, dude. The other you know team has your information. Go get your information. 
I had originally did Bioshock. <laughs> but, I, but I said, you know what would be, I thought, I was thinking, I think I've already done Bioshock uh, on it before. That's funny. That's, funny. that's why Bioshock was on my mind today. And then when you played it, I was like, oh, no, I think I did Bioshock. Man, TF2. And then when you started playing the gun, I was like, no, no, I did Team Fortress 2. I would that's love right. to see a, what a TF3 looks like. I know they're not going to yeah. do it. They're in no rush. TF2 is still a successful and running game. But I would love to see what a moderned up looking, like just a new tech engine, blah, blah, freaking TF3. That right. would be rad. And some people would say, well, that's Overwatch. Well, okay, maybe. But I'm just saying, like, still, maybe still do it is what I'm saying. <laughs> but still, but still, it wouldn't hurt to have one. Why, why do we have to have just one? Why yeah, can't we have multiple? We don't have to have just one. Freaking yeah. get on it, make it happen, and we'll all be happy after. All right, we Brian, before good we, uh, we get out of both here. our games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. Uh, before we go, we'd like to tell people kind of what we're working on game-wise. Um, I'm piddling around with a game called Robot Quest. In disguise? No. No. <laughs> No, Robot Quest, which is like a uh, shooter thing that I can't quite describe yet. So I'm not going to describe it till next week. But I picked it up because it was on sale today because it looked neat. And so far, I really like how it feels. Um, I think people who like Risk of Rain 2 and those kinds of games are going to are gonna probably be all over this if they aren't already. It's got overwhelmingly positive reviews uh, for its uh, current version. Uh, I guess they just updated it. So I don't think the new version has a bunch of new reviews yet. But... Anyway, it seems pretty cool, so um, I'll let you know. I think that might be what I do. Brian, you're going to play Until We Die? Mm. Yeah. Ooh, a side-scrolling strategy game about defending your base. So we're going to be defending some bases with uh, Ivan. That's right. He's going to be telling He's going to be telling his uh, his tramps what to do. Oh, to look at this. I remember. I saw this and thought I might I might be interested in this. Yeah. I... I mm, I oh, I don't know. That maybe you like it. Maybe you I love the art style. The art style yeah. is, is super fun. I was just going to say that metal, that. that metal slug kind of art style is yeah, so cool. Exactly. Oh, I love it. All right. I'm interested in the, hearing what you say about this game. Yeah. Um, did you get a code for that? I tried to get one and I didn't. I believe I did. I did. I did get a code. They for like this you one. more than me, I think is what's going I, on. Yeah. Pixar games, we're, we're, we're tight. Yeah, we're tight. Yeah. No, you, got their, you got their number or they've got your number or something like that. Uh, well, all right. Uh, tune in soon for more from us for that. Okay. And our show notes today are really important to make sure you check out mm. because our show notes are going to yeah, have probably. a link to all that Gorilla Game stuff. And you're going to want to check those out because that is the freaking bread and butter of our next couple of years of games coverage. I can guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. really good stuff in there. Uh, I think that's going to do it. Brian, uh, before we go, a reminder to the fine folks at home that they can find all they need at frogpants.com slash B-O-O-P. We'd love your reviews whenever you can. Please submit news stories if you have them or any interesting stuff you have over at the uh, Reddit page, which is at boopshow.reddit.com. Uh, find me and Brian on Twitter, the Brian Dunaway. I'm at Scott Johnson. And, of course, our uh, Twitch channels, frogpants.tv or slash frogpants on Twitch. And you can find Brian at Brian Dunaway on Twitch. All right, Brian, anything you want to say before we go today? Don't forget to tune in this Saturday night. Uh, check out Demio. Oh, yeah. All your favorite Frog Pants folks are going to be there. Yep. It should be good. So be there at 7 p.m. That's Saturday. Yeah, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. I'm trying to remember what zone we're in. 9 That'll p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you guys soon. Bye now. <laughs> Thank you.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I don't like steam. I love steam. Destroy them with lasers. Activate Pac-Man. <laughs> Just keep going. Yeah, I'll stop now. <laughs>